Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the twenty roll of a twenty sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. You would think after doing this over sixty times that I would have that intro down. You know, it's fine. I do other stuff, you know, and every time I do other stuff, I always wanna like do the world shop intro. <laughs> and every time it's not the world shop intro, it throws me off, so it's fine. That's because the intro is just that iconic. <laughs> But um, anyways, Cody, how have you been doing, dude? I've been doing really good. Um, I took a good trip over Labor Day, which was nice. Got Where to go you... up to the lake with some friends. Oh, awesome. And I uh, wasn't invited to this lake. Yeah, well, you live really far away, man, so sorry. Well, you said up to the lake, so I'm assuming that means north. So I was probably a lot closer than I am right now. Well, that might be true. I actually don't know where you live in Ohio. You should, but um, I, I like I okay. Let me, I don't want to say that. it because we're on air now, and I don't want to just dox the heck out of myself. Be like, well, no. I live directly here. Everybody, come find me. What I mean is, I know what at least one person who listens to us who just wants to punch me in the face, and I I can't handle that right now. I can't. my point is, I know that you live <laughs> near like this city in Ohio, but I don't know where that city is in Ohio because I don't know anything about the geography of Ohio. So what have you been up to, like? What have you been enjoying recently? Okay, here's the big one that matters. I've been playing this game called Hades. What? It's by Supergiant Games. They're the people that made Bastion and Transistor. Um, Ooh, both of those are play it. So, yeah, and it's it's a roguelike game, but it's a good roguelike game. The weird thing about it is it's early access right now, and uh, I yep. swear to you, it is more polished than any roguelike I have ever played. So the fact that they call it early access, I find hilarious because it is so absolutely not. I'm going to ask a really stupid question, mm -hmm. and I'm sorry for all the people who are about to scream at me for asking this. What exactly does roguelike mean? Oh, no, I mean, I kind of... I was going to be I like, oh, for the audience, what does this mean? No, I'm just going to admit that I, I know the types of games that are roguelike, but I don't quite know exactly what that means. So a roguelike game usually means that you are doing a run and then there's permadeath so you lose your progress when you die so so with sonic the hedgehog a roguelike game uh you have lives in sonic oh, the hedgehog wait, so, so roguelike no. you don't have lives yeah if you die you're dead usually unless you get Ew. some power that so like usually roguelike games are procedurally generated a lot of times they're dungeon crawling games where you're like trying to get deeper and deeper and deeper into a dungeon and if you die you restart at the beginning so beating the game, you have to actually play entirely through the dungeon without dying. Oh my gosh, yeah. Now, there's a lot of variations on that. Like a roguelike game that I play a ton is FTL. It's in space. Literally just typed in roguelike games and that was like one of the first three. And you could make an argument for that not actually being a roguelike game. Well, it's but on the list, so it's a roguelike game. You you do like a build as you're going through. You, if you die, you have to restart. You don't get any saves. It's hard. Usually they're very difficult games, which is why beating it at all is the difficulty. Because, you know, maybe it takes you two hours to beat a roguelike game the time that you actually beat it. But there's 40 hours of getting to that point. Yeah. You know? Um. What I like about Basically Hades... Basically, like, Cuphead on Crack. Yeah, kind of. Or uh, Binding of Isaac is a really yeah, popular one. Yeah, I, another, I actually know of that game, so... Yeah, that one is classic roguelike. Um, but what I like about it is, one, it's way more polished, like I said, than most of these games are. And it has all of the great Supergiant stuff, so amazing voice acting, great soundtrack. 
The controls are super slick and super tight, which is fun. Because a lot of times, to me, roguelike games are kind of sloppy in that department. Yep, yep. So this feels good while you're playing it. And also, the reason for you dying a bunch is funny. And you can, like, progress your character. So the more you play the game, you get to, like, upgrade yourself, which makes it easier for you to get further into the game. So I kind of like that, too, that it's not as grueling as some roguelikes are. But it's still difficult. Like, it's still hard. It's just, it. I'm really having fun with it, so great okay. also well, as long as you're having fun like that's the point of games in the first place right yeah like, it's we'll, not we'll misery. talk about this on another podcast but there's like those types of gamers who are like oh yeah no a real game is this it's like no a game is anything that you have fun playing <laughs> and like i keep just wanting to play more so that's games. why cuphead's not a game because i do not have fun playing cuphead <laughs> <laughs> not in the least bit um the other thing recently i got into this web comic called lore olympus oh what cool i'm writing that down because i love web comics okay here's the deal <laughs> oh no it is mandy suggested it to me and it almost makes me a little bit mad because i love romance stuff right generally my wife not so much she doesn't enjoy it this web comic is just all about greek deities kissing that's the whole web comic it is just like what if all of the greek gods were very concerned about who was kissing who the web that's just greek gods in general that's not even that's not even a stretch that's just like greek mythology but it's like framed in a modern time and they're like it's just drama about Cody, who's but dating you, but who. you love it, don't you? Oh yeah, no, it's exactly yeah. what I like. Yeah, like like you're saying this like almost in a negative way, but it's like you love this, Cody. Oh no, no, I'm I can not, tell I, that's a hundred percent a Cody thing. It is absolutely up my alley, and I am enjoying every second yeah, of it. Good. I'm just saying for you. When you say that, that's a hundred percent thing. Yeah, maybe not. Um, speaking of webcomics, one I read is um, Wildlife. I always want to talk about this. It's like a it's a super natural world where this guy moves to this like podunk town and all these weird supernatural things start happening it has some kissing in it so maybe you would like it i don't know but there but, needs to be a lot of kissing but it's wild w-i-l-d-e like oscar wilde and olivia wilde but yeah wildlife check it out i really really enjoy it the art is absolutely amazing but yeah so that's my little plug for that um <laughs> is that all you've been up to recently or have you got anything else i played a horror game called the man of medan that was kind of fun it's one of those ones where you're just picking dialogue options and that's most of the game and quick time events but it's it's all right is it like good horror or is it like outlast 2 where it was just a bunch of corpses everywhere and that was their horror it was not just a bunch of corpses everywhere i i actually think it was a fairly decent horror game the only caveat is I don't like quick time events, but that's kind of a personal thing. It did quick time events well, but I still hate quick I time mean, events. I mean, I'm down with quick time events. Well, I, then it's fine then. Once I get get like the hang of it, I Oh, is this PS4? It is, yeah. Oh. Okay, I'll, I'm down. I'll totally play that. Also, it's multiplayer, so you can sit down with 5 people and play it, which was kind of fun. This kind of looks like Until Dawn. It's the same people. Oh, okay, perfect. I'm getting this game. Awesome. Oh, oh, did you like Until Dawn? Yeah, I loved Until Dawn. I had mixed feelings about Until Dawn. This game, I think, was why, better. It's... Why mixed feelings? Okay, so 
this game is a lot more focused. It's also a lot shorter. Um, it's only like probably five hours to beat the whole game, yeah. if that. Until um, Dawn's quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, Until Dawn had the issue that, one, it was not always clear if you were making a good choice or not. Where it was like, go left or go right. Then you go left and your head gets chopped off. And it was like, well, I had no reason to not go left. So it's just <laughs> random that I died, which, okay. Um, the Until Dawn was also a lot more um, tropey. Like, it was a very cliche. And they tried to, like, cram everything into that, you know? Yeah. So it was like murder clowns and yeah Saw stuff and an asylum and satan and monsters and elk there was no satan in there there was no there was satan. just a lot of stuff in it Sat satan and wasn't in there though i think there was no like, monsters there were monsters but it wasn't satan monsters jordan all evil comes from satan no you should not, know this okay yeah you know what you're gonna pull that crap out of me i'm gonna say no some evil lives in the heart of man yeah Anyways, and who put it there satan himself man did yeah, no, yeah, Satan, Satan just walked around shoving it into people's hearts. Um, what do you consider yourself a god, Jordan? You can't put anything anywhere. It was Satan. Anyway. Okay, you know what? Whatever. We don't. I know you're just trying to troll me right now, and I I appreciate that you're trying. Look, but satanic credit where satanic credit is due. It's not. Okay, it's not specifically satanic, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Anywho, oh. also, to any of my friends who have sent me videos recommended Man of Medan before to me, I am sorry, I don't usually remember titles of things recommended to me unless I write them down, so I'm sorry I didn't write it down. Because I just know some, one of my friends listening to this is like, I told you about this game months ago. Yeah, well, it only came out like this weekend or last weekend, so. Yeah, so like, right, and also like in, um, frick, what's it called? All Through the Night. Until Dawn. What's it? Until Dawn. Um, you know how there was like the I don't random... know how your title was like pretty much exactly right, but it was just different words all through the night until dawn. Same thing. Yeah, it's I knew it was something like that. Thing. I just couldn't remember. You know how there just like had to be the sexy bathtub scene in Until Dawn. Yeah, then she almost gets murdered after that, depending on what you do. Yeah, so it's just it's a lot less of that. It's it's just less of that. It's a little bit more serious the whole way through, almost to its detriment. Or like I almost kind of wish there was more of like. The horror movie trash. I liked Until Dawn because it did the horror movie tropes and trash of it. Also, one of the guys in there looks like a, like, oh, no. I think that might just be the actor I'm thinking of. Never mind. It probably is. They did, yeah. like. Yeah. They... I, was like, I was about to say it looks like a, like, ripoff version of this, but no, I think that's just the actor I'm thinking of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the, the guy way, from. Um... Recognizable okay, yeah, actors. Yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of people I recognize. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. That was yeah. fun. I'll, what about you? I'll what have you to been check up to? it out for because I do horror games in October, so I'll have to check it out for October. Oh um, yeah, perfect. Yeah, and yes, Anthony, I will play The Witcher. I know, I understand. Anyways, what have I been doing recently? Um, I'm not going to 100% talk about it because I want to talk about it after I finish. But I've been reading JoJo's again. Oh, Part eight. the the manga. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Part eight is the most bizarre of the bizarre adventures, and I'm loving it. Um. Other than that, playing a lot of D&D, well, playing and talking about a lot of D&D, &D, I just finished Adventure Zone Balance. Um, 
And yeah, no, you were you were right. Um, definitely has a lot of heart, and I can see where people definitely cried at the end. I didn't cry because I was at work, and I can't do that when I'm in a professional environment. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely like one of those like, man, they did such a good job. Like Gr- Griffin wrapped it up really well, and that it was such a the like all the like loose ends that I thought were just going to be left, like he brought together in such a spectacular way. And I'm like, so anybody. Interested in D anD D, or just role playing games, or just stories in general? Definitely check out Adventure Zone, Balance, and Amnesty. They're both very good like stories. Griffin's a, he in Balance, he definitely gets into it like a little bit more like a couple arcs in, but he's definitely a really good storyteller, and I, I appreciate it. Yeah, a bit. yeah, no, that's one of those things that especially Balance, and I think this is what I said to you when you started is it's like you kind of have to let it get there. Like when it yes. starts out. It's, it's definitely not the same thing it is when it it's not the same thing it is when it ends. Because when it starts out, it's just a couple of guys just playing D and D and cracking jokes about everything. Yeah, and then it ends with like such heart and like has this like excellent twist in there and just a really really good story. And there's like a lot of stuff that I didn't expect to happen happen. I was like, wow, you, you guys yep. know how to weave it together and like it's just really fun and they're hilarious on top of that. Yeah, they definitely have that thing where, like, you can really tell that they're siblings and that they're siblings yeah. that have spent a long time trying to make well, each other. And one of, like, one of the character relationships in it, like, it definitely felt like 100% real because it was played by two brothers. It was the brother and sister in that and played by the two brothers. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, this is why this feels real because you guys, like, grew up together. <laughs> and th- that was, like, one of my favorite characters. <laughs> My favorite thing about that is... Hold on. Just, can I tell my favorite moment? Because I hope it's not yours. But my favorite moment with those two characters was the count the shells. Just firing a rifle up in the sky. Just count the shells. It's like probably one of the funniest character interactions in that whole thing. No, I, I was... Are you t- You're talking about Taco and, uh, and Loop, yeah, right? Taco and Loop. I just... I really found it funny when... You kind of admitted that her, her, her name is Chalupa. Yeah, Chalupa. They're like, yeah, I didn't want to go down that route, but that's what it was. This supposed to be a joke, like a freaking sixty episode joke that finally paid off. <laughs> it's just the stupidest thing. It was, oh, but I I love their characters together. It's just like how crazy it got. It's like, okay, I I just get to destroy a building. Okay, cool. It's, Ah, no, there there were so many good moments. Well, yeah, so that's I listened to all of that and I enjoyed it. Been playing some Fire Emblem when I'm out traveling because the Nintendo Switch is perfect for driving. Well, perfect for trips. I don't play the Switch while I drive. Perfect for <laughs> trips, and I and I go I travel every almost every weekend. So yeah, played a lot of Switch. Fire Emblem's fantastic. Everybody, I'll have a real review later. Everybody, go check it out. Um, I forgot to mention something. Yeah, go for it. I've been playing Mass Effect too. I'm I'm recording it with a friend. Uh, Mass Effect is garbage, and I hate it. That's it. Yeah, you've talked about that for the last three weeks. So yeah, I still hate it. Still playing it. Still don't like it. It's still not a good game. That's I'm, all. I'm glad. I'm glad you hate it. Let the let the hate burn. Also, this weekend it is well. Actually, today that we're recording it, it came out. So oh, probably, did it? I didn't. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna there. go try to see it this weekend and definitely have a review on that next week since since we spent quite a bit of time talking about it on this show i think we had like a good four episodes where we talked about it so definitely want to see the second one i don't know about it so far i just the trailers look subpar at best 
Yeah, but, I like, don't know. We'll I see. really like the first one, but the appeal of the first one was it's like there's their kids dealing with this like scary problem. But now that they're adults, it looks like it looks like every other horror thing. And like, I'm fine with that. It's pro- like I will probably like it. I will probably like it a lot, but it's just going into it. I'm just like, eh, I've seen horror movies with adults before. Well, and I don't know. Me- melodrama with adults. I've seen melodramatic horror movies with adults before. It just really depends to me if they nail like the feeling of the, of it. Cause it's just like, it's not just a horror movie. And I think it's a disservice to the movie to treat it like, the whole point of it is just to be scary. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it's kind of got more to it than that. It I just want to see that weird ending that they do. I, <laughs> yeah, I, well, I want them to go a hundred percent weird with it. Like the book did. I'm sure they're not going to like, like, you know? the, like the spider part, not the other ending that everybody complains about. No, the spider. Well, it's kind of already too late for the other ending that people talk about because they're adults now. No, but I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with it. You know, just cause like I, I liked the first it like the first movie, but yeah, I I, I, I really liked it, and that like caused me to read the book, and I oh. I have mixed I am mixed. Why are you going? Oh, you were there during that whole entire process. No, I where just I started I reading the book. like you act like this is like news to you when you were no, literally just, there when we walked through this whole thing. Because <laughs> it does definitely matter if you've read the book, then it kind of makes the movie harder. I watched the remake first, and then I read the book. And, again, the best part about the book was when they were kids. Well, it was actually a mix. There was, like, good parts of both, but then it definitely fed more into the melodrama of being adults. And it's just like, eh, I don't really care because I am an adult right now and I'm dealing with that melodrama. <laughs> and it's like, I like I want to use this as a, a scary escapism. I don't want to, like, actually focus on what's real. It's like, oh, yeah, you're going to grow up and everything's going to suck. You know what? It would turn into to scare the crap out of me a scale oh. because I've been so worried about my weight recently and like it would turn into a scale with the like numbers 300 pounds on it. It's like I'm not 300 pounds, but what if I get to be 300 pounds? Oh my god! Not close, guys. I'm not like a giant tub of lard. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I do have an Im- I do have an image to keep up. Um, but yeah, it's just like oh, being an adult sucks. <laughs> it's like. When you grow up, everything's bad. Didn't I say something really depressing in the last episode? It's like all your d- dreams die after you graduate. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's 100% I mean, we're recording true. a podcast right now. I mean, I don't know. What else do you want from your adult life? I don't. I told you that all I want in this... Before we started, I told you that all I want in this world right now is to run like more D&D games. And it's like I'm not having any time to do so. So yeah, adult life sucks. <laughs> I like my adult life. I'm sorry. Yeah, because you have a wife and a kid, and you have video games and D&D. You have people in your town to play D&D with. Well, yeah. I mean, that's true. It, it is hard to find time to do that, but yeah. Any, anywho, let's stop complaining about growing up and dying, because it's probably going to happen soon. I think I have nerve damage in my arm. Anyways, we're all, <laughs> Why do you have we're nerve all damage going in your to arm? die in, like, a couple of years anyways. So let's get this started and um, talk about worlds. Cody, you know what's up. I don't even have to ask the question. What was last time? Last time we did... Uh, I know what we did last time. I just don't remember what it was. Do you at like least know a... who we did it with? Um. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. What if they listened, Cody? Is his what name, like, 
um, Gravin. Now, now, now you're now you're just effing. Gravin and his wife Lizzie. Yeah, we got it. I mean, <laughs> you're extremely close for just messing with me. But like, uh, no, it was. Oh, no, it was I, I'm not world, even gonna right? fill it. It was Musical you. World. Yeah, I'm not That's gonna fill it, it for you. What are their names? No, Cody? it was Musical World, and it was it was Holden and Lexi. I was kidding. Thank you. Just okay. because you had to act like I don't remember people's names. I knew I, I, I knew what everyone's world was. I just didn't remember what the what was common between all yeah, of so, them. So we did musical worlds. And <laughs> both of you had references to cats, which we did. Probably the best title that we've ever had for this show was Beelzebub, the Cat King of Sin. And I, oh. I literally for a whole week laughed about that because that was just so I, funny to me. There's a few times that I'm like pretty proud of my like of, of a turn of phrase. Yeah, and Beelzebub, the Cat King of Sin, is pretty high up there on like like things i don't want to like said. pat ourselves on the back and be like oh man we're so great but bl's above the cat king of sin was so funny to me also <laughs> and then just other than that everything that holden did was better than us and that, that was oh my gosh that ending hit like a brick and i, I think i've decided that. we're just gonna stop having guests yeah hey, holden, like, i literally if you're i listened back to, to that this, episode and it sucked because they did so good and i'm over yeah. here like dance a competition <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, jeez, guys. Why yeah. do you have to do, like beat us at our own game? Right. If you come back, Holden, maybe this time, don't dunk on us. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just may, don't may, dunk like, on us. You guys us. could do like a layup and look cool, but like don't just like right in our faces dunk on yeah, us. Yeah, maybe suck a little bit to make us look like we're good. Don't just come on to our, our show and then just do it better than us. I I, uh, yeah, I just no, want everyone to know I'm like, very much kidding. It was great having them. Oh, yeah, no, it was absolutely His story fantastic. was very good. His story was it, very good. Go listen, If you I haven't listened it. to that episode and are somehow listening to this one, please go back and listen to both of the Holden and Alexi episodes. They're both very good. I think they one are. is 46 and the other one is 62. This week is Seasons, Worlds with multiple se- more than four seasons. World with more than four seasonal changes. You were yep. close. Well, actually, it was this. It was this. <laughs> I mean, look, you can call it whatever. Whatever, I'm rolling. Whatever you want. Oh my god, I lost again. You don't know that. I haven't rolled. Yes, yet. I do. I know I lost. Because if you somehow roll lower than me, that's fantastic. Hang on, I gotta look up a dice. Anyways, roll for initiative, like in Dungeons and Dragons, to pick who gets to go first. I rolled a fifteen. Yeah, I rolled a three, Cody. Well, I rolled yeah. a three. Remember when I used to make fun of you for always like rolling lower than I am? I got screwed. This is the fourth week. This is the fourth week, man. Nah, man, that's it's how been, it's been how a the month dice of land. Sucking. All right, you ready this for this? The cookie crumbles. <laughs> I'm better than you. So, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna level with you on this Red one, card? Jordan. Huh? Yellow card. It might be a yellow card. Do you even? Do you even like? I don't even. You don't know. But just go. Just. No, I think just, it's good. Cody, just Co- Cody. Just stop. Just you're okay. You ready? Yourself, Cody. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. If you're ready. Yeah, I mean, I was born ready. Literally, I came out wearing a suit. Okay. Solar three forty eight gamma prime. Solar three forty eight looks far more familiar than I would have anticipated. I am a scientist, and I know that a sun similar to the one back home is going to look the same, but still an alien sun giving life to an alien planet somehow so it just you you said feels... alien sun and all i could think of is alien s-o-n not alien s-u-n i'm thinking oh my alien sun <laughs> like the xenomorph type thing happening you know jordan oh. it's fine i didn't want to do world shopping <laughs> i'm sorry dude i'm sorry i'm sorry go on oh anyways we're just we're moving right on past it 
I am a scientist, and I know that a sun similar to the one back home is going to look the same. But it's still an alien star giving life to an alien planet. Somehow it just feels like it should look different. Either way, Solar 358 is the most important part of the system Gamma Prime. That is why we have spent billions of Alliance credits and work hours to travel to this remote solar system. A planet like Gamma Prime has never been seen before. There are all the obvious signs of potential, right? Breathable air, carbon-based life, water, resources, distance from the sun, climate, and as a bonus, it looks like there might be life. Not as advanced as humanity, but there's life. All of this is pedestrian for a planet that has been explored by the Alliance Ranger Corps. But it's what's under the surface that makes this world amazing. The core of this planet is non-Newtonian. It is neither liquid or solid. We're not quite sure yet what it is, but this means that the magnetic fields on the planet are constantly flipping and rotating and changing. But it means that the magnetic poles of the planet are constantly changing and flipping as the axis of rotation changes. Basically, the entire planet is like being on a -a tilt-a-whirl, and yet there is somehow life on the surface. We don't have much yet, just just high-res photos and scans, but we are confident that there is something worth beating on the surface of the planet. And also, definitely something worth seeing. There's a break in the journal. We all knew. We all knew this job was not safe. But let me tell you, after what happened, there is no way for me to not be just a little angry at some of the details. Here's a great example. Why is it that our ship and our lander is all one vessel? As the designers say, our vessel was designed to survive, quote, consistent atmospheric interactions, which is to say we can take off from one planet and land on another without ever getting out of our very comfortable chairs. Also, it means that 100% of our ship crash-landed on the planet, and that 100% of the ship was buried by what can only be described as a tidal wave of soil that I swear I could see being drugged by the moon orbiting the planet. The first sign of problems was began when we were remotely near the surface of the planet. Most of our electronic guidance equipment completely failed, which would have been fine. We can land by sight. But the closer we got to the planet, the more of our systems just went offline. By the time we landed, the only thing keeping us afloat was one engine burning at max because one of my brilliant engineers wedged a valve open with a giant wrench before everything electronic completely fried. Mental note, I owe Chief Asari a drink. Or, well, I guess an extra Hydra pouch, whatever we have left. We We knew that this world was going to be prone to changes that happened more rapidly than our, than on our planet. But what we could not comprehend was how fast those changes would happen. At first, it just made most people motion sick. It was like standing and staring at an ant colony. There was just way too much surface, way too much movement on the surface to focus on one thing. Even before the world ripped itself apart, we all felt like we were standing on quicksand. Then all of a sudden, Our stomachs dropped. We were hit with a mad sense of vertigo, and the seasons changed. Warm summer became cold winter. The changes in air pressure alone almost made us faint. The two-thirds of the crew that were coherent enough to run for the ship lived. The world changes here. Journal from Captain Megan Fuller. And that is my first section. Ch-ch-ch-changes. 
turn and face the strange changes. I can just sing the whole song if you want me to, because you're not no, responding. No, you don't. Scary. You don't have to. You don't have to sing the whole song. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's cool. I, I was fine with the first line. Please stop. <laughs> I just can't believe you knew those lyrics right off the top of your head. The only lyrics to the song changes that I know are changes. That's it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I love Bowie. So, was that like, a Bowie song? Yes. I keep finding out that songs I like were by David Bowie. Because he's the... fantastic. I yeah, love it's Bowie. Just like a lot One of, of my songs. favorite artists. Like seriously, I love. Him no, so I much. mean, I like David Bowie too. I just keep retroactively finding out that a yeah, bunch no. of songs are his songs. If it's good, it's probably Bowie. <laughs> Anyways, I like yours so far. We literally wrote the same world. So um, I'm going to talk about it. Gamma Prime, and well, you see this. I'm kidding. If you really called it Gamma Prime, I would have quit the podcast. (laughs) That would have been amazing if I I somehow did that. Oh, my. Mm, I have an idea for later. Um, Okay. So, my world is um, Exia, and these are the trials of seasons. Here we go. Every five years, I stand here and watch as those who deem themselves brave prepare for the challenge that is the eight trials of Exia. They train day by day, hour by hour, to be the one to complete all eight survival challenges and be crowned champion. It has been decades since the start of the trials, and yet no one has been able to complete all eight with their lives. Some of the others think it's cruel, that we are just sending those who are overly confident out there in the harsh environment to die. But I think it is a necessity if we ever want to return our world to its original state. We live on Exia, or it might be better to say we live under the ground of Exia. Some say our planet was a beautiful vista before the fall. Our world collapsed like a glass of water smashed across the ground, and the landscape is no longer recognizable. But we live far away from that, in our colonies deep underground. Winding tunnels connect each colony down here, but there are large open community areas. It started out as the only bastion for humanity, crude tunnels dug for our own safety. But as we continued digging, we were able to gather technology from the surface. We integrated the old technology with new designs that our scientists and engineers were working on down below. Soon, we became technologically advanced, living with machines that would help dig deeper as the ground above us eroded. Now, many years after our initial descent, we are 25 layers deep into the ground. But the further we go, the more I think, can we continue to sustain this way of life? Some think that it is completely necessary as we cannot live in the land above us, but others think that there must be some way to reemerge and live in the land that we were meant to live in, not under it. You see, above us, constant harsh climate changes rage on. We used to have four general seasons, but now raging above us are a total of eight uncontrollable seasons. The season of storms, rain, flood, Ice, the season of sun, the season of fog, the dry season, and the season of fire. At first, we thought these came at random, but soon the scientists analyze this as a one-year cycle. The eight seasons are a harsh transition, making living on the outside nearly impossible. Many died as a result of the seasonal changes driving humanity underground. Above, the world is completely abandoned and destroyed. The season of storms destroyed most of our former communities, collapsed our cities, and wrecked our monuments. Lightning strikes hit the ground, burning the foliage. Thunder broke apart our mountains. Tornadoes formed and swept the lands. Hurricane hit the coast, bringing the ocean inward. And the winds whipped through the lands, taking anything with them. The water rose during the season of rain, and during the floods drowned out our lands. 
the water washed the breeze into the ocean. Next came the ice freezing the above land. The temperature stayed at a constant negative 50, but soon the season of sun came and heated up the land, whisking the ice away. But the result of the evaporating ice and snow turned the season of sun quickly into the season of fog. Fog sounds like the least of our worries until you face what hides in the fog. The sun soon continues to dry out the lands until there is nothing left but a bitter desert. The harsh desert eventually catches fire and burns for weeks at the end of the year, creating the season of fire. Soon the fires burn the land and restart the cycle of the eight seasons. The land above has eroded, leaving a harsh, scarred world. That is my first part. I think we ended up with different worlds. They're similar. What? There's some similarities. No, they're, ve- they're very, very different. <clears throat> they are. But I like it. I, I like the idea well, of like you. a surface that you can't go to. Yeah. And then I got a little Hunger Games with it. Well, not really, but I got, I got the Trials of Exia. We'll get yeah, that. I'm curious what that's going to be. Anywho. I think tonally, we both kind of, well, I'll talk about that when we're at the end. I think we seasons, both sort of ignored the fact. Be the world is effed. <laughs> I, I think we both just kind of went, well, the seasons mean that the world is terrible. And then yeah, we're just right? going to handle that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, literally, that is 100% my mindset going into this. It's like, oh, yeah, nope. More seasons mean the world's effed. Well, the end. Your turn. All right. We are lost. That is well, where are we? Just ask for directions. Come on, man. I hate you, Jordan. Woo! We are lost. That is still sinking in. Lost on a planet that wants to kill us. It's not just that it sucks that we are going to die. I'm actually pretty good at managing that. What is making me so depressed is the weight. And that I know that we cannot survive in the same way that we just did. The two-thirds of my crew that managed to live were able to survive by being put on a by being put through a planetary spin cycle trapped on a ship. Well, Chief Asari not only insists that we were lucky that the only injuries were a few broken bones, but has also told me that one or two more tumbles like that and the ship will be nothing more than a pile of scrap. So, we have to find a new way to live through this. So here I am sitting in my quarters which is now upside down. (laughs) Sorry, hang on. Oh, so here I am, sitting in my quarters, which is now upside down. The planet can only change two more times before we die, and I'm not really sure how how long it's going to be until that happens again. So, Journal, what do I tell the almost 300 people on board this ship that they are most certainly going to be dead soon? Oop, hang on, there's literally somebody knocking on my door. Chief Ansari, or Chief Asari, maybe I should call him by his first name. Eh, no. Anyway, the chief managed another magic trick. So him and the other engine room people managed to, quote, direct a controlled burst of force by routing fuel through through one of the ship's engines and manually igniting it, which cleared a great deal of debris that had gathered on top of the ship, end quote. What really happened is my sleep-deprived engineering crew blew us up to get us unstuck from the side of the mountain that we got tumbled into. <laughs> but hey, it worked, so no complaints. Chatura, well, Chief Asari, asked me if I'd like to take a walk with him and observe the surface of the planet. And I have to say it was incredible. It was like watching a time-lapse of spring. Trees growing, producing seeds, and dying in hours, not years. 
Growth was so evident that we could see life changing and evolving right in front of our faces as we walked. It was like everything on this planet knew that it only had a certain amount of time before the seasons would change and life would have to start over again. But that's not the best of it. There were animals, strange creatures. Everything kind of looked like ferrets or foxes, long and nimble and were able to move through the loose soil almost as easily as they were able to run over the ground. It made my head hurt to see creatures dive into solid dirt, although it did feel pretty soft, so maybe that kind of makes sense. But by far the best part of my walk was not the time-lapse plant growth of the seemingly magical creatures. It was the chief. I would have figured he would have been the most devastated by what had happened. His entire life had been dedicated to making a spaceship never stop working. Well, our ship was dead, and he had no intention of trying to save the mass of destroyed electronics that were still half-buried in the planet behind us. But... He was over the moon. Each new thing he saw, he started talking so fast about all the potential to help us. Look how fast food can grow here. Look, we'll have a constant supply of building materials because of how quickly the trees grow. We can survive. Look at these little weasel things. They're finding food and water. So can we. I'll get the crew working on simple means of gathering and constructing based on what we have here. I did not realize until I got back to my room Chatura was already working on how we were going to survive on this planet, not for the next week, but for the rest of our lives. It was just another problem. He was going to break it down into imaginable pieces, delegate and solve. Oh God, I just felt vertigo. I can hear the storms. I hope this isn't my last entry. Journal from Captain Megan Fuller. That's the end of that section. First of all, this is definitely one where you wanted to write a story more than you wanted to write a world, I could tell. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Jordan. Um, the fact that you like had character development in your story. <laughs> like, oh, we we ain't gotten nowhere yet. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, Cody, if you wanted to do a story episode, you could have just been like, "Hey, man, you want to do a story episode?" And you know what I would have said? Yeah, man, I've been waiting to write a story. I I mean, I technically so far each section has been relevant i talked about flora and fauna in yeah, the second no, you, section you do, you're doing fine i'm just talked about geography in the first yeah it's fine i just started writing the story and then that's all i wrote and it was just more fun to write the story you know how it goes yeah now i know <laughs> trust me i know exactly how it goes this was definitely one of my more like just stock standard worlds that it was like um creating a story along with that Hey, you I mean, know there's a story, but it's not like my last few where it's like I just told a story of like, oh yeah, by the way, there's world building here. <laughs> <laughs> like like the most recent magic one that I did where it's like, oh yeah, the, all this stuff, and I'm gonna have like all of these different characters speak. Oh yeah, and there's a world in here somewhere. You know, it's fine. I feel like I've been doing more stock worlds lately, so <laughs> I, I just kind of felt stories. like we finally swapped again. Like this yeah. has been weird. Like we've swapped roles in this show. Yeah, so I felt like doing just you know the the weird thing again. So oh, it's fine. It's where I'm at. Anyways, um, okay, here's my flora and fauna. Above us, the world has been tested again and again. We avoid the surface, but those who are science minded brave the seasons from time to time to gather data. Really, the only ones who do make it topside are the scientists, the trial makers, and those who participate in the Exia trials. On the surface, there have been reports that surprisingly, life still exists. 
Because of the harsh weather due to the seasons of fire and the radiation coming from the machine, the trees have hardened into tempered glass. Yes, I had to say it like that. Have hardened into tempered glass. They still function the same, but instead of wood, they grow as an organic glass. Their roots reach deep below the ground in order to hold on during the winds and the rains. Outside, you will see the remnants of man-made structures surrounded by the twisted glass trees. In areas, the ground is covered in blade-like grass, but due to the weather, the ground is breaking apart and much looser than it was before. Deep chasms and areas with loose sand exist, making it hard to traverse the outside. There are many reports of people being swallowed up by the ground. The animals also adapted to the harsh conditions. There are species that survive freezing cold, the freezing cold, so they hibernate during the warmer seasons. Birds have grown strong wings in order to fly during the seasons of storms and are much larger than they were before. Their eggs have thick shells to protect against the environment. Deep in the ocean is where the fish have receded. Too close to the surface, you either boil or freeze depending on the month. But the animals fight and eat each other to survive. You have land mammals that have learned to deep dive in order to catch fish and birds that pick off the land mammals. Insects burrow within the glass trees in order to eat the organic material deep inside. These animals have gone completely hostile towards humans, making the land above even more dangerous to traverse. Coming across an animal can mean the end of your journey, and thus those who prepare the Exia trials must learn about each animal and how to react accordingly. The season of the fog is the most dangerous when it comes to the animals as they hide and stalk in the fog. For food, we grow any plant that can survive in the conditions underground. There are not large farming areas, but there are open caverns that we use. The farms are kept far away from the hub community, as the smell from the livestock really has nowhere to travel. But of course, the animals are very restless, not having many places to go underground. Those resources are very limited. Not every person living down here can have a feast of plants and animals. To feed all the mouths underground, we also make synthetic foods made from the minerals found in the soil. There are those who take from the glass tree's roots and process them in order to make food. We get by. It is not worth it to traverse outside in order to gather food for sustenance. Maybe one day, someone will complete the trials and save us from the ever-looming destruction. And that is Flora Fauna. I want to know what them trials are. Yeah, yeah, I have two more sections. You're getting there. Yeah, but I'm interested. Actually, you know what? I actually don't talk about the trials at all. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a fun name that I was like, Exia Trials. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, but you're like teasing it. Now I'm curious. All right. You ready? You ready for my next section? Woof. Yes, my music just got. I listen to music, you know, and it just got. Yeah, I know. Really you explain loud. this every week. Go. I, I know, just but it go. just, just got shut up, go. super loud. Sorry. I don't, what are you listening to this week? Just give the fan something, the fan, something to like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm listening what? to Studio, uh, is it Ghibli or Ghibli? Either one works. I don't care. Studio Ghibli music. That's actually pretty relaxing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of why I do it. I, I'm, I'm, you listen to ABBA one week. That's not relaxing. Anyways, go on. All right. Chatra, I'm not fully sure this is even something we should be pursuing. What? No, I, I don't mean we have to today. I just mean eventually we could. Megan, are you talking about us right now? Or do you mean this is a rule that you're going to give to everyone? 
I mean, this world is not our home. We are guests here, and I think maybe it's worth asking if our goal should be to ensure that humanity stays here forever. Our goal? What other goal is there? Look, look, I am smart, but we are pretty far from a space program here. No, no. I'm not crazy. We're going to live the rest of our lives here, but... Chat, I love you, but maybe we should just live the rest of our lives with our friends here and then let it end. I should have just left us buried on the ship. Don't say that. You saved us. For that matter, you saved me. I was ready to quit after the first season changed. We survived because of you. Survival? You think I did all of this to survive? <laughs> I mean, yes, that's why we've done all of this, right? All that we have done, and you think all we are doing is surviving. You're still just as afraid as you are still just as afraid as you are when we got buried. Look, you're the one that took the first leap. You were the one that first stayed out during a season change. You found out that we could survive without being trapped in changes. Without being trapped in cages, sorry. Did you do that just to prove we could survive? Did you work endlessly to keep the whole crew together after we crash landed just to survive? We have built structures that can withstand the changing seasons, and we have started to advance our technology. Why? Why have we done all that? Why have you encouraged us to pursue arts and keep up with social interactions? I'm not saying that we have to be miserable, but that does not mean that we should force our life onto somebody else. We're flourishing here, Megan. Don't you see that? We didn't just survive crash crashing on this planet. We have a home here because you forced us to do more than just eat the food that was growing all around us. You made us, all of us, into a family. Now, you know flattery works on me, and you're abusing that knowledge right now. That is cruel, and frankly, it kind of feels like you're betraying my trust. You have learned after doing many terrible things that the best way to get back on my good side is to compliment my abilities and, dare I say, imply that I'm a hero. Which, I mean, yes, I am a hero. You are, in fact, sleeping with a hero. Megan, you can make all the jokes you want, but we still have to have this conversation. I know. I just don't know that I'm going to have an answer for you. If you never want to have children, that is fine with me. I'll still love you. <laughs> Where's the world building in this section? Where is the world building? Because literally, you're just having a conversation with two characters. And there's like no actual world. Like, what, what are you doing Do you want me to explain right the world building to you after I get done with the section? Yes, Cody. Yeah, do what you want. Man. I'm just laughing because like... <laughs> This is straight up just you wanted to make a story. And I, I like it, and I appreciate your writing, but oh my god, dude. If you pay attention, there's world building in there. Were you, were you watching closely? What is this, the prestige? But I'm not okay with the reason being that we're giving up on this community having a future. Okay, so you want to hear the world building in that section, Jordan? Because you guys yeah, be sassy at me. Starting, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I didn't realize I stopped you like one sentence away from the end. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you do that to me and I get mad and I literally just did that to you and I actually kind of feel bad about that one. No, so the point is that like the society of the past on this planet is these this crash landed ship crew deciding to not just like 
age out and die eventually. Um, And that that was a real discussion. So the start of this society was actually the decision on whether or not they should try to procreate on this planet. Um, They'd managed to get to a point where they were all surviving. They had built structures. They had like pursued life as a community and had reached kind of a point of like a steady state. Like everything was fine, but people weren't having kids yet. And this was like the decision on whether or not they should actually try to make this a colony because that was never the intent. People were never supposed to live here. Um, So what I wanted to highlight here was kind of that moment where people decided if they were just going to survive for the next 40 years and then humanity was going to die out on this planet or if they were going to try to like make a civilization and this was kind of them deciding to make a civilization. Okay. And I, like I said, I see the world building. I appreciate the world building. And I'm sorry I made fun of you. No, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm hurt. I felt like that was actually like a fun conversation that I wrote. It was a fun conversation. Oh, my God. No, no it's fine. It's fine. No, it's fine. no. Stop. No, no. You're not no, guilt cool. tripping me. Cool. You're not guilt. Stop it. Stop it. It's cool. Don't, Don't make it. your voice higher. I know. Don't no. It. It's fine. No. no. Okay, Mr. I suck down helium. Jeez, dude. I'm just going to cry in a quarter. Can you, can you read your last section like that, please? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. then, okay. And now society current. <laughs> the histories of this world are all recorded and placed in a deep underground library away from the rest of the community. The histories exist in many forms from books to recordings to videos. These are all accessible to all people of the community as understanding what happened in the past is important to understanding the situation that the community is in today. So I did this next section. Um, Yeah, that's my whole history. We're done. No, but I did this next section of just like recordings of interviews, like news reports, press conferences, and just different things as I go through. (laughs) So... We gather here today to celebrate the launch of the Tempest Exia, the machine that scientists believe can possibly save the world. Trying to reverse global climate change has been a hard road thus far, but with the Tempest Exia, we can control the weather around the planet. As I am told, the Tempest works many different jobs at once. One, it absorbs the polluted air and cleans it, releasing fresh, breathable air. Over a 10-year period, the world's air will be 90% cleaner if we continue down the path of green energy. Two, the Tempest releases special energy rays into the atmosphere in order to repair the ozone layer of our world. And lastly, the Tempest controls the weather in order to help stabilize our climate. Soon, those scientists who thought it was a better idea to burrow underground to sustain life will realize that changing our environment was the better idea. The climate change will be undone through the use of the Tempest Exia. Greener days are ahead. You have a very disturbed look on your face. Sorry. Not because of you. Go ahead. Okay. I was. I, did I say like something? No, wrong? no, no. No, you're good. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> it's been five years since the launch of the sky based Tempest Exia, and things are working out pretty well, I would say. Sure, people are complaining that sometimes it rains too much and our winters are continuing to get a bit colder. But that's okay. A team has been sent to the Tempest and are aboard hammering out the kinks within the AI system. Everything will be fine. Sure, they continue to create communities underground, but they will see. Give us five more years. Everything will be fine. The Tempest Exia has crashed atop of Mount Quasi. It's still functioning well there. I say a bit too well. 
The seasonal transitions are getting much harsher. The winters are near freezing the entire world, and the summers are almost burning everything up. Due to these harsh changes, many animal species have gone extinct. Eight years. It's only been eight years. We haven't even made it to ten, and this machine threatens to wipe out humanity. Teams have been sent to stop the Tempest Exia and shut it down for good, but that is a near impossible task as the machine is surrounded by a violent storm. The weather within that area, now deemed the Exia bubble, changes much more rapidly than the seasonal changes we have seen the last few years. It is almost impossible to, walk, uh, to approach, but we must still try as this could be the end of everything. We've been down here for years now. That machine, that terrible machine, has destroyed the lands above. Eight seasons of crippling pain, from storms to ice to fire. The world gets tested every day, but we must push forward. There are those who believe that down into the ground is the only answer, but I believe we can reclaim the land above. That's why I have gathered you here. You are the strongest and the most resourceful. Above... Tempest Exia rages on, and we need to get close to stop it. So you must go out, survive a season at a time, and complete these eight endurance challenges. Only when you complete these trials will you be ready to travel to the Exia bubble and stop it for good. I believe in each and every one of you. Again and again, they send people out to survive during each season. And again, less people return every time. It's an impossible task, surviving out in those conditions, not to mention even traveling to the Exia bubble. Our reports show that things in the bubble are much more harsh than elsewhere in Exia, but still, they open that hatch above and they send foolish heroes out. This is hopeless. The only thing we can do is burrow deeper into the ground. Eventually, we'll run out of space base, but it is the only option forward. And that is society history. You'll get a little bit of an explanation at the beginning of current. So anyways, I kind of like that both of our like uh, stories in some way deal with like giving up versus like trying, even if it's hopeless, you know, or like, you know what I mean? I I think that's a a good theme and one worth discussing. You, You definitely like the theme of when someone fails. Yeah, well, right. And, yeah. and I agree, because we've talked about this with Ocarina of Time. Like, you fail. Like, in that, to me, that's a part of growth as a human being, is failing. And there are things that sometimes you do just have to give up and approach it a different way. And then other times, like, people will be filled with hope to try to fix something that is clearly broken. And, yeah, just... I just think it is funny that we both somehow came to that. With like, just theme. the topic of more than four seasonal changes and we somehow both came to giving up versus pushing on forward yep (laughs) through seasonal changes like how did how did that happen where both of them are very similar ideas it's just it's interesting because i didn't think you were going to do something similar all right you ready for my last section no oh okay (laughs) i really wanted to see what you were gonna say it's like no of course i'm not it's fine okay bye it's been this episode thanks guys (laughs) i guess we're just done early all right. Chris, stop. Sorry, 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 sorry. What stop. is this, me? I am guessing you have realized by the fact that I am not at dinner that I am, in fact, missing dinner. 
Stop. Here is the list of reasons that I am missing dinner. Stop. I am the technical manager of Landberg 17. Stop. Yes, that was bragging. Stop. Repeated season temperature swings have caused severe stress, fa stress fractures all over the berg. Stop. Bootleggers keep lifting water purifiers. Stop. Here is a fun one. We got dumped too far north to have consistent solar power. Stop. Which means our geothermal production is on overdrive. Stop. I'm about to have to fire up the peat moss boiler to keep the lights on. Stop. Oh, also, my apprentice is why I'm missing dinner. Stop. Stop. He is an idiot. Stop. Stop. There are not many people on this planet. Stop. But why this kid, I swear, has... But this kid, I swear, has never seen a wrench. Stop. That is not fair. Stop. He has seen one. Stop. He has just never managed to use a wrench successfully. Stop. I am being mean. I hate being so busy. Stop. We are keeping humanity alive on cities that get hit by a landslide every two days or so. Stop. Stop. It makes me less than generous to some people. Stop. Stop. I don't know why or how our great grandparents managed to do this and not go crazy. Stop. Also, the Clark boys got dumped trying to surf the last alluvial wave. Stop. Teenage boys keep finding new ways to almost kill themselves. Stop. Last, the last shift, the berg settled by an offset of 10 degrees, which means I now have to walk uphill everywhere. Stop. Also, the guards are about to go to war with these kids that have made these little power wa powered wagons. Stop. Battle Cri wagons. <laughs> Chris. We should look into getting tiny little powered wagons. <laughs> Stop. They look like they would be fun, and I would enjoy annoying the guards. Stop. I swear next season some of this will have calmed down, and I'll be home on time. Stop. I love you, I love you, Chris. Just remember, you're sleeping with a hero. Stop. The telegraph operator did not like sending that last message. Stop. Telegraph from Gwen Asari. So that is the great-great-granddaughter of the... Um, captain of the ship that crashed uh, originally. She I is have... now a technical manager of what I imagine are icebergs, basically. So most of them are underground, but they're designed to be like knocked around by waves in much the same way that icebergs are. Um, because okay. really the quick, land. I, Sorry, I have go comments. ahead. One, okay. You didn't have to write it like that, but you have stopped after every sentence. You didn't have to do that. You could have just. Talk that's like, oh, by the way, this is a telegram. That's fine. Two, you redeemed yourself by having kind of a cute ending. Oh, you're sleeping with the hero part was cute. I, I enjoyed that. It was but it I was a callback because that. Yeah, was I, what I know. I got it. I so. understood. You don't have to explain it to me. That's why I thought it was cute because it was a callback and it was super cute. Yep. <laughs> also, you don't, have to, you don't have to explain it. I'm not an idiot. I, re I really wanted to fully commit to the whole telegraph stops because yeah, I, I noticed and you did and it drove me insane. That's why I started <laughs> saying them at the same time you did. Stop. <laughs> I could tell when you were going to end every single stop. It's like, ah, do you know Anyways. why that was? I actually looked up why those things are there. Telegraphs didn't have punctuation. Yeah. So other, if you didn't have stops, like stop was the way to write a period was the word stop. Okay. Cody, you didn't know that. No, I, I didn't. I had no idea why people would say stop in the middle of telegraphs. It was yeah. because that was how you would. I don't know sentences. why I know that, but yeah, I thought mm -hmm. you were going to have some new thing that I didn't know. But yeah, no, nope. I, I knew that. Yeah, it was just it's the equivalent of a period. Yeah. which you just have to say periods in telegraphs. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I, I also like the idea that sentence. Gosh. people are like trying to surf on waves of dirt as the world is being like unmade and shifted around that like idiot teenagers are like, we're going to ride the wave. Like, dang it. I also like the little wagon line that you added there. That was yeah, funny. yeah, we yeah. Get <laughs> wagons. We can annoy the cards. I thought that was really cute and funny too. Yeah, I like the idea of like these giant cities being made and then all of a sudden someone gets the idea to have like uh are uh, what are those scooters called you know like the mopeds no 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 like the electric scooters <laughs> that are mopeds. getting dumped in every city oh yeah those little like uh, bird scooters yeah, yeah it's basically people are starting to make those to get around these massive like uh underground cities that get blown around all the time faster but the guards hate them <laughs> that's really funny i was like that that's kind of a cute idea <clears throat> very yeah that was my world about seasons which is kind of a yellow card nah i liked it I, I i will complain as usual but i like it you bring flavor to the show cody you're like the regular guy fieri i'm hurt by that what that hurt my feelings what how are you hurt by that because guy fieri is the most hacky celebrity chef i can imagine well yes i'm not saying you're wrong on that but like you bring flavor. You, you brought this. Jordan, I'm going to bring you to Flavor Town. You, <laughs> you brought this podcast to Flavor Town. Is what I was going to say. Oh my gosh! Woo, I don't want to be the Flavor Town of World Shop. Oh my dude, that's going to be a prompt. Right, Flavor Town World. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to stop this podcast right now to put that on the list. Flavor Town World. Flavor Town World. Okay, done. Anyways. <laughs> fans that's how it works <laughs> anyways here's my last part it's a uh, society current above ground things are completely chaotic years prior scientists created a machine that could control the weather they hoped that by using this machine they could fix the polluted environment but the machine malfunctioned and crashed into a mountain the machine now wildly controls the weather destroying the above world what is your question no it's go ahead keep going you did the hell no you did the hell head to it tilt What's up? I mean, do you... Well, yeah, Jordan... Just ask the question. Just do the, it. The honest answer is it's because I already rolled to see what world we were going to get at the end, and it's a world that we've already done before. Oh, so you're not listening to me. Cool. I was listening Remember to you. Remember how earlier I said the one thing that drives me crazy is when I talk, and the person is clearly not listening? And then you did it to me. Now the rest of this podcast is going to be hostile... Anyways, but the machine mal malfunctioned and crashed into a mountain. The machine now wildly controls the weather, destroying the above world. This forced the people living in this world to burrow underground for refuge. But the storms never ended. They raged on, and thus humanity continued to live underground. That's when humanity split. There were those who believed that the only way to continue living on this planet was to burrow underground further. They built the underground world around them and were content with just getting by. But they did not have any of the luxuries of living above the land. Their food was awful, they did not get any natural light, and the space was cramped. It was extremely, it was extremely oppressive living under a giant titanium hatch. Still, the mindset of those who created the underground community was to continue living as they did above ground. Most elements that were above also exist underground, such as news and postage. But of course, only a selected few were allowed outside as the government deemed it too dangerous for the general population. This sowed discontent amongst the people. Thus, others were looking for another way. 
They believed that the strong could endure and survive out in the world above. The goal was to travel far out in the world to the Exia bubble, the most dangerous area, and shut the Tempest Exia down. The science-minded worked hard to create suits and tools to be used to survive outside. There will be a quiz on this, Cody. These I'm items listening. made traversing the outside much easier, but getting to the bubble was much harder. Mankind needed to push themselves harder than ever before to even make it halfway. And out of this need to shut the shut down the Tempest, the eight trials of Exia were created. They were meant to test mankind in order to prepare them for traveling to and entering the Exia bubble. But of course, the trials were extremely difficult. As people attempted them, more people became interested in them. Thus, more people were down for the voyage to the Tempest. And with that, hope sparked a new age of people training and preparing for the trials in order to save the entire world. After proof that all eight trials were completed, that person will be crowned champion and will lead a team to the Exia bubble to stop the Tempest. Of course, no one has made it that far, but there is still hope. The Exia trials exist every fifth year during the eight seasons. In the five years leading up up to that, the participants train hard underground, getting their bodies in physical shape. Each trial lasts a week during one of the seasons in which the participants have to achieve the goal and bring back a trial token. These trials take the participants all over the world and range from simply from just simply surviving to performing physical feats. Great danger lurks on the outside world, so everyone has to be very careful. The trials have become a government-sponsored event, even though there are a vast number of people who think the trials are a waste of time. But the trials give the people underground hope. The trial participants are regarded as celebrities, and there are full profiles on these people in the daily news. Before they go out on their journey, there is a large ceremony and feast for those brave enough to participate. Only the participants are allowed on the outside during the trials, so every suit used in the trial is equipped with body cams so that the underground people can see any progress. Think of these trials as being like a super extreme version of Survivor. But of course, as the years go on, much like American Ninja Warrior, people have been completely gripped by the trials and believe that the next year could be the year that someone wins and stops the Tempest Exia. Everyone like holds on- I am one sentence away from the end! Everyone holds on to the hope that this year could be the year. And that is my world. Anyways, I like that like. American Ninja Warrior is what you picked to go with there. Like, that's the one that gripped the country and everyone loves. Well, because was, there was a time in college when I was really into American Ninja Warrior and would watch it every week when it came on with that hope. This year could be the year that someone wins it. And then eventually someone did actually win it. And it was a season that I just watched reruns of. <laughs> when I I think I was sick with mono <laughs> when I watched that. So like they're doing all these physical feats and I'm like dying in the beds like everything hurts and I can't breathe. <laughs> so okay, I have some questions about your world. What up? Does my everyone, or my world? No, your world. Does everyone that does the trials die? Yeah. So it's just like every year 20 they, they, people they, kill they, themselves. They die or they give up. They die or they like forfeit saying this is too hard. Yeah. Oh, so some people do forfeit and just Yeah, quit. some people forfeit. Some people come back. It's like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to complete this next trial, and they're done. But and yeah, it's either an, there's no completion. There's either death or forfeit. And in order to, like, 
in order to go be given the chance to go and shut down the machine, you have to do the trial. Yes, you can go to the machine, but there's like a, even a higher chance if you're not like physically ready to do it of just getting straight up offed. Oh, okay. Because I guess my question was just why don't people if they're killing themselves anyways? Why don't they just? I mean, sure. I I bet I would say in this world there are probably those who are just like. F it, I'm just going to go off to the machine and shut it down. And then those people never come back. I do kind of like how it's become entertainment, though, now. Yes. I that, do this that's a lot in my worlds, idea. if you haven't noticed. Or, like, starts out as this thing, and then it turns into entertainment for people. Because I, yeah. I just feel like that's how things happen, though. No, I think that is a cool idea and fairly Well, we started people playing video would... games and being good at video games. And then eventually it became entertainment, where we're now watching people play video games online. Yeah. And then now there's esports where it's like, oh, we used to have these like video game tournaments, and now this is like a huge thing that everybody watches and wants to be in the Olympics, which I disagree with, but whatever. But um, yeah, it's just, it's that's what I think things eventually turn into. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I I thought it. I think it's a clever world. I liked that. Well, thank you. You are welcome. I tried. Um, and okay, Cody, what did you roll since you rolled while I was talking? I rolled a 10, which is a world where the supernatural exists. Oh, yeah, that's not supposed to be on the list. Okay, I'll re-roll. Hang so on. So Flavortown world is going to that spot. Okay, well, I'm definitely re-rolling then because we're not doing Flavortown. If I roll a 10. No, I didn't roll a 10. I rolled an 8. Yes! The setting for a romance no, novel. No, you're lying. You are lying. I'm not. You I'm not. screenshot that and send it to me. I you're will, lying. I will se- I will screen share with screen you right share, now. Screen share right now. There's it's happening. There's no way. You just put this on last week. There's no way that we just rolled the next setting for a romance novel. Nope. I'm sharing my screen. I want to do that. That's how I want to do it. Because that's going to take more time out of the show, Cody. Boom. Okay. You see in my screen? You should yeah, see. Yeah, I see infant- myself. Ooh, I am beautiful. Right? Cool. You can see yourself. Okay, now just show here. me the thing that you cheated on. Boom. Dice roller. Look at that. What's the eight. five for? What's that five? Oh, when you pull up the dice roller, it automatically has a D6 on it. Oh. Okay. And if we click on our roll chart, number eight. I think that five should. Ca- okay, fine. Number eight. Just fine. The next, next world, setting for a romance novel. Yeah, next setting for a romance novel. And you obviously know why. Also, that could be anything. I'm so excited. That can, again, be another world where it's just anything. You just got to lean into the romance aspect of it. It'll be a good time. Yeah, but now I have to make star-crossed lovers. Or why I can is have that a, a problem? <laughs> because I've made worlds... Did you just break your glasses? Yeah, they've been broken for <laughs> a while. Just, I just watched as you pulled a piece off your glasses, looked at it, and just like kind of just put it down. Like, what? <laughs> they've been broken for a while. Uh, I just dude. keep fixing them. Uh, so really quick before people turn off this podcast, I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens and everybody who hits me up saying that you've listened. That means so much to me. Um, also, if you have any suggestions for the show, keep sending them. Like I do listen to every suggestion given unless you're just like, Oh, you shouldn't do the podcast anymore. Cause you suck. I'm not going to listen to that. But yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for the positive feedback. Thank you for listening. It means so much to me that people actually listen to it. And first of all, to the people in Australia, thank you. Cause I don't know how you came across this podcast to the people in London. Thank you. And thank you to the person who's reached out to me from London. You're wonderful. There's a person in London that listens yeah. to us? Yeah. There's also, we had 14 hits in Australia. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So to, 
to people all and one hit in Hong Kong, but I think that might have just been a fluke. But to people all across the United States as well, from California to Colorado, all those people and Michigan, we were big in Michigan for a little while. Thank you so much. Like, yeah, look at that. Thank you. Hey, listener from the United Kingdom, you're our favorite. Yeah, I mean, you are. When you, the few times you have hit me up, I just say you are one of my favorite people. You're our favorite. We love yeah, you. Most definitely. But um, anyways, thank you, everybody. Um, That's, you know, I'm doing it. That's been our show. Cody, do you have anything to plug? Uh, Wandering Gamer Network. Check us out on YouTube and on anywhere that you find podcasts. Um, you can check me out at the usual place, something I guess zero zero at twitch.tv. And also we are on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, um, and anywhere else you can find podcasts at. Please, 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 please rate and subscribe. It means so much to us. If you rate, I was gonna say if you subscribe, it will help with feedback. But if you please rate and like give any feedback, it will help make the show better for the listeners. So thank you all for everything that you do for the show. And we shall catch you on the flip side. Cody? I was waiting for you to say bye. I was waiting for you. This is awkward. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 